welcome to Awaken Podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Man, this is wild. It's been like three years since we had one gathering, and I see like people that have never seen each other before because of the two, so it's kind of fun to see everybody. I remember, uh, I remember saying at one point in our career as a church that uh, I, I can't imagine ever leaving this place. Uh, for the first couple of years, this was home, and it was a beautiful home. And I remember saying, I, I, don't, I don't think I ever want to leave the joke joint. I, don't, I can't imagine ever leaving it. And now we sit here, stand here today on this day, the last time we'll ever worship in this space. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14... The scriptures talk of the, 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 on the fourth day, God creates the sun, the moon, and the stars. And it's on this day that time is created. Which begs one question, like what happen, what's the light of day one if, day, if light comes on day four? But that's a whole other sermon for another day. So the sun, the moon, and the stars are created on day four, which creates time. And there's a word that's used there in Hebrew. It's moadim, and it means uh, sacred or set apart or this time, this space. And so time is made, and it says the sun and the moon and the stars are to mark these sacred days or this sacred time. And then in Leviticus chapter 23, you get the Israelites hearing from God this, uh, the, a whole chapter on the way in which they are to inhabit time. So it's an invitation to Israel to be a certain way amidst the world that they live in. Which, of course, begs the question or offers the possibility that there might be another way to be in this time and space. And in Leviticus 23, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed festivals, the appointed festivals of the Lord, which, are, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Same word, moadim, that's used in Genesis 1.14. And then it goes on to all of the, the celebrations and Passover and Sukkot and all the things that Israel celebrates on a yearly basis. And the invitation to Israel is to inhabit space and time in a particular way, which is to recognize that time and our experience is sacred, that it's somehow marked with the divine presence, or it can be. And it's an invitation to inhabit space and time a certain way. And there are certainly, there are, or there is the possibility that you could not inhabit space and time in that way. And as each of these celebrations are marked in, in Leviticus, and then in other places in the scriptures, we find God constantly telling the Israelites, remember, don't forget. Because of course, we as people, if you've been around anybody who's human, you realize that we forget things all the time. We, we experience something that is amazing or beautiful and we forget it. And sometimes we mark it and sometimes we're able to sort of put it in our memory bank. But given enough time, it's just what we do. We forget, which I think is one of the reasons why Israel is invited to remember. Remember and celebrate. Remember the things that God has done. I, it's the, it, remember that it was God who brought you up out of I Egypt and, and, and into this land. Remember it was I who saved you, who brought you out, who made you my own people. And celebrate. And so that's what we want to do today. Because um, new beginnings are exciting, but they also mean that something else is dying. Something else is ending. And that's just the way it works. That's the way life is. 
You find it in the scriptures, you find it in our own lives, that in order for something new to be born, often something else has to die or end. And there are seasons. And so we want to just stop this morning and take some of our time to remember and to celebrate what God has done in this community. Over five years ago, uh, so I have a a couple pictures that I just kind of want to walk through. Over five years ago, I remember sitting on a beach on the shore of Lake Mille Lacs, Uh, And I sat underneath this tree, which is ironically similar to the tree that ended up becoming sort of our icon. And that was not intended at all. One day somebody goes, hey, that looks a lot like our tree. And I sat on the shore of Mille Lacs, and on that day I had gone to ask God, should I plant a church or not? And if you know Lake Mille Lacs, it's 12 miles long, 9 miles wide. Everybody knows that. And it's, it's just a big circle. And so when any wind blows, the waves just get huge out there. And on that particular day, it was just a dead, flat, calm sea. You can't actually see across it one way. And that never happens. And I'm sitting on the shore, and I said to God, God, do you want me to plant this church? And what I heard was, what do you want? Which sounds a lot like Jesus to the blind guy, right? Do you want to be healed? What do you want? And I said, well, I want to plant a church. I want to do something I've never done. I want to step out in faith. I want to live on the edge. I want my family to experience faith and the Holy Spirit and all that. And, and I heard God say, okay. So that was my call to church planting. <laughs> and so I left uh, this little retreat I was on a, couple day, a day early because I had heard what I needed to hear. And I remember that day vividly. I remember the first day that we met in Cherokee Heights Park in 2010, July the 11th, the day after my anniversary, and there were a small group of us, and we gathered up underneath the band shell, and we asked people to go out and sit under a tree and listen and hear what God might say, and then write those things down. We have a whole bunch of these, but here's one of them. I pray that we will be a community that looks to you to teach us how to do and be. May we discern your spirit and your what? And join, there it is. Who writes in cursive anymore, right? (laughs) And join you in becoming your hands and feet, as well as embracing you in the depths of our soul. I think that prayer has come true in a lot of ways. That was the first day we ever met as a community, and prayers were poured out, and hopes and dreams were penciled on pieces of paper I remember shortly after that, we met in this space for the first time. We got a tour from this bald guy over here whose name is Ken. He owns this, this, this build or this uh, organization called the Joke Joint Comedy Club. And I remember asking Ken, we drove by one day, and I said, Ken, uh, and I was like, what, what, what would a church look like in a comedy club? So we pulled off, and I came in, knocked down the door, and he was here, and I said, hi, my name is Micah. Uh, would you ever consider renting this space out to uh, church? And you could kind of see like this glazed look in his eye and he sort of slowly started backing up, right? Like, what kind of church are we talking about here? Are we talking snake handling churches of Mark 16? Are we talking like you could just see it in his eyes? He was just freaked out. And so I kind of tried to talk him off the ledge. I'm like, no, we're kind of normal. You know, we're just average people. And he, you know, we signed a six-month lease, (laughs) which is code word for if this doesn't work out, you're gone. Um, but this was our, our, our launch team that started this church, and I looked a lot younger for some reason. But uh, it's kind of like the president, you know, when you see a picture of Obama when he first took office, and you're like, man, what happened to you? I planted a church, that's all. 
Right, I remember that day, looking at all of you standing in this room and wondering what might be. I remember uh, all of the Christmas Eves that we have celebrated here. And if you've been around awake and long enough to be a part of some of these, these have turned out to be just some spectacular moments. Um, I remember this one in particular. Oh, wait, that's the wrong picture. <laughs> Hang on there. Do we have a pic? Uh, yeah, so there, there we go. Uh, a couple of years ago, Courtney um, put together this drama. And I remember sitting right here in the front just weeping watching these kids do this drama and, uh, and hearing God's voice through these children. And there have just been a number of memorable mo- one, one year we dropped lights from the ceiling. Do you remember this? And I concocted this brilliant idea to get these lights on a pulley system to come down. It was, you know, our theme that year was light. So like this great, you know, moment of, of the service, the lights come down and, it's, you know, uh, what's her face? Lindsay's singing, a baby will come. I'm just a mess in the front row. The service ends and then some little kid is standing like right here. I had put weights on this little chandelier thing that I built to get it to come down the pulley system. And somehow the knot had come undone in the back. The whole thing just boom comes crashing down. And, and thankfully nobody died or anything like that. But this small little child was standing like two feet from death. That was your son. That was, there we go. It was, it was Timothy or Jude. Or, there we go. So, so glad he wasn't standing under the light. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, lots of could have gone wrong in this building, right? But uh, we've been preserved, so... Christmas Eve's were just beautiful, amazing. I've, uh, uh, I remember a series called Wells and Fences that, uh, do we have that one? I think, we, there we go. This ser- we stumbled on this series called Wells and Fences, and it has become uh, something that really guides our community and anchors us as, in terms of like who we want to be and what we want to be, a community centered in Jesus with hopefully this, this well of living water at the center. Uh, I've been, I've bap- we've baptized people and dedicated people. Uh, I think we've got one of, of Eva going under here. Uh, and I had the distinct honor and privilege of baptizing my own daughter last summer, which was pretty awesome. Okay, you're next summer, all right? Let's sign you up. Yes, yes. Uh, I was given the gift, the gift by God, to be able to do this with two friends of mine that have... Uh, I, I've never made better friends in ministry, which is this awesome picture right here of uh, Toff and Ben. I think I'm going to grow that mustache back, actually. <laughs> At comedy sports, they call that a groaner foul. When the, when the, when the, the crowd groans, it's a groaner foul. So. And then I remember the first time I saw our new home and, uh, and the first time we got to show it to you all. And so I've spent a lot of time reflecting over the last few months and over the last few weeks and over the last few days about all of the ways that God has worked and and loved and been present to us, to me, to you in this community. So we want to take a little bit of time, as much time as we need, an open invitation. There are three microphones uh, here this morning. There's one over here, there's one over here, and there's one up here in the balcony. Um, And... uh, Kids, this is an invitation to you as well, if you want to share. And and the prompt is this, I remember when. And the focus or the invitation is to focus on ways in which we have seen God at work or ways in which we have experienced God at work in our community. 
So if you would like to offer uh, a, a celebration and a memory, um, we want to hear that. So just make your way to a microphone and um, start talking, and uh, we'll just celebrate and remember for a few moments. So open mic starts now. I don't know a lot of you, um, and I'm not even sure the people in here I want to thank. I'm Peggy Andrews, and a couple of years ago, you guys might have seen in the news about a um, young girl in Colorado who was shot, um, Claire Davis, uh, in a school shooting. And um, the photo of the girl reminded me so much of my daughter, who was 17 at the time, and I was kind of overwhelmed, and I thought, okay... Um, I had this idea, I want to make a quilt for this family. And Becca, who I don't even know if she's here. Um, so I, put, I sent Toph a note, and I sent Becca a note, and I'm like, hey, do you think anybody at Awaken would help me do this? It's kind of a big quilt. I can't do it on my own. Would anybody do it? And so we picked a day, we put it out there, an email went out, and people showed up at my house, and I don't know who all of you were, but I know Brianna was there, Klopetki, if she's here today. Um, and uh, Becca was there, and then there were other women I didn't know came and showed up and helped make this quilt. So what I wanted to let all of you know, and I sent an email to as many as I could remember, um, but the other day my husband and I were driving, were we, di- we were driving home from church, I think, and my phone rang, and it was a number I didn't recognize, and usually I don't pick up numbers I don't recognize, and for some reason I felt like picking it up, and this voice on the other end of the line said, my name is Desiree Davis, um, and you made a quilt for my daughter, and I want to talk to you. And she had, uh, women had written notes, and people had written prayers, and we'd sent this large envelope along with the quilt. Um, And months later, she reached out to me to say, I've been Googling you, and I finally found where you were, and somehow she found my cell phone number on the Internet, which is a tiny bit bit scary. And she said, I want you to know I got 4,000 cards and letters and gifts in the last couple years, and I'm handwriting notes to everybody back, but I needed to call you guys that you had done this, that the fact that you had made a quilt. Um, And she said, my daughter's room is like a shrine. I have not touched a thing. Her backpack sits where her backpack sits. I have not changed the sheets on the bed. I go in and I smell them sometimes. My, um, it's been hell. She said, my whole world has just been hell since this happened. The only thing I've changed in her room is I took this quilt and I put it on her bed. So she wanted the people in the awakened community to know that that was something that our hands touched that sits in the home of somebody whose heart is broken. So to me, it meant a lot that I sent in, and we were kind of new here. I didn't really know anybody, and I just put out this email, hey, I'm quilting, show up at my house. And people showed up and did that. So to all of you who were there, um, just know that somebody else's heart um, knows every day that we cared. Hmm. So. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jim McCarthy, and I'm here with my family. And uh, I really want to thank uh, Awaken as a whole. 
um, with one person in particular, um, because I truly believe that the people that are involved with Awaken at their core value are out in their communities and are spreading the word of God. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in a position to be talking with Brian Parkinson, the drummer, <laughs> and he introduced me to something that we got in conversation, the word of God. And I truly believe that when we leave here, that is our goal. And I want to thank Brian for talking about God and how important he is to you, making it important to me, making it important for me to share it with my family, to guide us, to provide us wisdom. And it gave me a chance to invite my family, the people I love, to worship with. And they are here. And I praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, my niece, Abby, <laughs> I, 21, she just turned 21. <laughs> that was enrollment there. Um, um, I'm really proud of you, Abby. I just really want to acknowledge you that um, you got some great stuff going. Keep up the good work. And, and there's some good stuff going here. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Jenna, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this without crying. Um, sorry. I remember um, the first time I came and Michaela Vetter said hello to me. I sat right there and I was asked by a friend to help with his students. So I left Awaken. Um, for about a year, and I remember when I was trying to, after that commitment, find a church, it was like no question that I would be back. Um, I had a conversation with you, Micah, about uh, just interning and, and the commitment that I have to have through Bethel Seminary. Hat make. <laughs> I remember um, knowing that I could be myself. <laughs> that was kind of the deciding factor. Um, as I talked to Micah, it was like, I can screw up in front of these people and be okay. And you have trusted me to learn how to teach, and that's huge. Um, thank you for letting me learn in front of you, and for how gracious all of you have been with that. Um, thank you for letting me take care of your kids. That's a huge deal to be in the lives of teenagers. And I am so excited for what's next. Um, when I came back, I always sat in the balcony. That was my spot. And I remember every Sunday it was like, I am held by God here. And you guys helped make that happen. So thank you. I appreciate it.
Hey, everybody. It's kind of fun that we're all here together, isn't it? Um, I remember, I remember um, Good Friday, 2013. Um, if, if any of you have been around for, like, the Christmas Eve stuff or Christmas time, we, we do, like, art from the community, and it's always so incredibly touching. Well, that particular Good Friday, um, Ben had put together um, an incredible experience over in the rooms back here. Um, it's like Advent times a bunch because it was just, like, art, incredible art that you could even interact with that really challenged you and really... It was a really powerful experience, and it was so very, like, this space, um, because I seem to remember when we came in that it was also a night when the joke joint was doing something. It was Friday, and so, like, there were people dressed up really nice and, like, I don't know, on dates and stuff, and they were all kind of, like, <laughs> filing off to the right and buying tickets and stuff and going in, and then, like, us coming in, like, <laughs> the other way to do our Jesus stuff, and it was... It was just like, I don't know, it was this space, and it was just a really awesome, powerful experience, and I look forward to a time when maybe we can do another Good Friday thing, but mm -hmm. the art in our community is so wonderful, and yeah. I don't know, that's something I remember from this space. My name is Isa, and uh, I just wanted to uh, recall some things uh, when we felt God is looking over us, and uh, there were little things and big things, and I remember the first time Micah said, you know, I'm thinking about starting this new church, and when we heard it, I immediately thought this is the place for us. We were at Solstice, and um, we knew it's not our church back then. We were just there to to be somewhere. And then Micah told us the day before he announced it to the rest of the church that we will be starting this new church plant. And since then, I did not sleep until I told my family, this is the place we are going. This is the place. And then we met at the park, and it was a very hot summer. Uh, mm -hmm. Very hot. But every time we met, the clouds would cover the sun, uh, or a little bit of rain will start in the morning and then stop right when we were meeting. I remember I went that first gathering when, I, when Micah said to just spread and go somewhere to pray and think about what will it be. And I was right by the fence looking at St. Paul at the place where we are going now. So this is for me, this is all makes sense. It's, uh, we've been moved by God like every week, every day. Um, and, you know, there were things that I've been frustrated with, things that didn't work out. And then at the end, I still see, um, like, how God is connecting it and uh, finding this place. So we are meeting at the park, and I'm thinking, how are we going to meet at the park during winter? How are we going <laughs> to meet at the park when it's really rainy? Um, and then we... Micah finds this place, we come here, and we all know this is our new home. Um, our first gathering, we walk into kids' space, and nothing 
the walls are not painted, kids are afraid of being there. So, <laughs> um, so good news, our walls are painted at the new place. We are ready uh, as much as we can be. Uh, so many things have happened. Uh, ben, Toph, I mean, if there wasn't for three of them at the beginning of this church, I, I don't know how else this church would have been going. Uh, and just what a blessing. I mean, we had Ben and we had Toph for this many years. Uh, I remember when we were walking around neighborhoods, uh, picking up trash and talking to people. And I have pictures of our kids from that day. And I wish I brought them here because you would not believe how big some kids are now and how, what a difference it is. Uh, just what a blessing this place has been. And it's so hard to let go. <laughs> uh, so many memories. But we are going somewhere where, whoa, like, just get ready for the things that are going to be happening in the new space. Thank you. Maybe last call um, before we have a mutiny. <laughs> we'll sing a little more, but anybody else? Um, I'll, I'll say something. Yeah, um, this is for the people that were at the youth group retreat. Yeah, I see over there. Um, <laughs> and I think this is, we refer to it as horse camp. <laughs> um, because uh, if something went wrong, it did go wrong, and um, like everything on top of the car got flew off on the freeway, and we ended up camping. There were horses everywhere, and we didn't have horses. Um, so our campsite got moved, and it was like one thing after another, but it was amazing throughout the experience, like how even though things kept going wrong, how close we all got and bonded as a group. Um, and I think it was an incredibly positive experience, and we grew a lot closer to God throughout that experience. I think it uh, bonded us, the group as a youth group, and it was a defining moment as the youth group. So, yeah. Wow. Can I stay here? Okay. In the way that all of you have come and made awaken a church, something that five years ago we were dreaming about and with thoughts and discussions. And um, I remember going to our assessment, you know, if we would be a good fit for church planting and uh, remembering them talking about DNA, like DNA is really important and you get to form the DNA of your church. And there was so much pressure like this. We need to make this church the place where we want to go, not just where we work and where we've been hired and. Um, but then all of you showed up, and you became, like, these generous people and authentic. And um, I'm really grateful for the time that you're, you've all put into St. James and um, for having life groups and where places where you connect. And um, it's blown us away, and we're really glad to be a part of this. So thanks.
That was a surprise. That's good. We're going to finish our time by uh, doing something that Jesus said to do, which was celebrate and remember. Uh, on your tables, there are uh, elements for communion. And um, at Awaken, we've always had a very open table, uh, which is to say, someone once told me that, you know, divinely and mysteriously God is present in this thing called communion. And so I say, why stop from giving it to anybody and everybody? Uh, if somebody wants to participate in communion, go for it. Uh, and so there are uh, wafers and juice on the tables there. And instead of everyone coming up, we're actually going to, I'm going to ask the band to come and uh, we'll, we'll close singing and worshiping together. Um, but in just a moment, I'll ask maybe one of you at your table to just sort of self-select as the server. And uh, if you ever come up to the front, you hear these words, um, the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. And so we want to invite you to serve each other uh, at the tables. And uh, you'll just take a wafer and dip it in the juice there. If you are uh, needing gluten-free options, there's some at the bar upstairs, and there is some right at the back table in the love nest by Isa and Laura. Um, and so uh, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do it in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took a cup and he blessed it. And he said, this cup is a new covenant written in my blood. And so when you drink of it, drink in remembrance of me. Keep coming back to it. Don't forget that it was I who brought you up out of darkness. That it was I who brought you into the light. That it was I who gave you hope when you didn't have any hope. That it was I who brought you out of despair. That it was I who loved you when you didn't feel like you could be loved. That it was I who welcomed you when you felt like you were alone. Remember and celebrate because it was, it was Jesus and it is Jesus. So I'm going to offer a word of prayer. And then as you are at your tables, um, we're just trusting that you'll figure this part out. Because uh, there's a lot of you here and I trust that you will. And then we'll sing a few songs and we'll close. So pray with me. God, for who you are and all that you have done, for what you're doing and all that you will do, we're grateful. We say yes to the invitation that we hear from you throughout the scriptures to come and follow me, be a part of this group of people, the people of God in the world. Live this way. Be people of light, be people of hope, be people of forgiveness and of mercy and of grace. And so even today as we take this bread and we dip it in this cup, we say yes, like a bride says to a groom. We covenant ourselves to you as you have covenanted yourself to us. And insofar as we can, empowered by your spirit, continue to do and be who you've called us to be, God, we want to do that. So meet us here today in this space and we trust that you'll meet us again next week in a new space, that you'll meet us throughout the week in our marriages, in our homes, in our families, in our kids because everything is connected to you. We're grateful. So we take and we eat and we take it all the way in so that it might be poured all the way out pray in your name. So come to the table and eat 
we'll sing together. Go ahead. Find us online at www.awakeningcommunity.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awakening Community or on Twitter at Awakening Community. See you next time.